Amen. John chapter 11. And uh, I, the Lord laid this upon my heart probably two or three weeks ago. I was sitting at a funeral. Brother Chad Tipson's mother-in-law, Loretta's mother, passed away. They got up and they sung the song Beulah Land. And I just literally spoke to my heart, Beulah Land. I'm glad I'm going somewhere, ain't you? I'm glad I know in whom I believe and I'm persuaded. He's able to keep that which I've committed unto him that last day. And, and I was sitting there, I didn't know three days later. I'd be in North Carolina bearing my own sister. You say, preacher, I, I may not need this message this morning. You may not. But I promise you, put it in your file cabinet. Put it back in your memory box. I'm telling you, there's going to be a time in your life you're going to need him. I, I, I want to be honest, church, and I, this morning, I, I want God to really help me. I'll I, I be like the old uh, preacher of yesteryear, Brother Richard Braxter. He had a quote. I want to preach as a dying man unto dying men this morning. I'm telling you, it's urgent. You don't never know what the person is going through. I've heard this week that a precious young teenager took his life. We never know what folk are going through. But I know there's a God that cares. And He's on the right hand of the Father. Oh, and His name's Jesus this morning. I'm going to give you one verse, very familiar scripture. And I'm going to pray and ask God to move. And I pray this morning, will you pray for me? I know maybe the last time I preached, it was a very tough message but it was needful. We need the whole counsel of God, the whole Word of God. But this morning I want to try to preach in compassion. I want to preach in love. And I want you to see Jesus. If you don't see nothing, see Jesus this morning. I believe it's verse 35. And Jesus wept. And Jesus wept. Father, as I come to you right now in Jesus' name, I ask you, Lord, to touch my tongue and my mind, Lord, that I may preach in power and demonstration of the Holy Ghost. I, we thank you for everyone that's here this morning, whether they be visitor, member, or whoever they may be. But God, I pray that you'll speak to each home, each heart, each life, and speak to us. Help us, Lord. Let us get out of the way, Lord. Let you be in the way. Lord, let your word have free course this morning. And Father, I pray for our pastor and first lady and their daughter, Lord. I pray you strengthen them, help them, Lord, and refresh them as they're away. Lead us, guide us, and direct us, Lord. And most of all, Lord, this week where death has come, Lord, I pray you'll be the God of all comfort to each family. And God, I pray you'll meet with us this morning. Thank you for all that's said and done. We love you. We praise you in Jesus' name. Amen, amen. You can be seated if you can. I'm telling you, I've already been paid already. Amen. Feeling the goodness of God. But notice it said, Jesus wept. And uh, that means Jesus shed tears. Jesus shed tears. I don't know what your picture of is of God or religion or, or uh, the church. But if I've ever seen the most compassionate side of the God-man, of the man that came in flesh, I see it in this chapter. Oh, I see him, him there. Let me give you the story. This is the story of Mary, of Lazarus, and of Martha, and of Mary. And what we know in this story is Lazarus is sick. And the sisters are here and they're overwhelmed because of the sickness. And they send for Jesus. Oh, I'm glad I can run to Jesus this morning. Oh, I'm glad I can run to Him this morning. Oh, He cares for us this morning. And by Him uh, uh, weeping there, I've seen a quote, and I've shared it on Facebook for those that are friends with me, and if you want to see it there publicly, I shared a quote from Charles Spurgeon. He says, uh, Jesus 
that never wept could never wipe my tears. Do you know him? Oh, a lot of people think religion, they think uh, this is a ritual and rule, but I'm telling you this morning, and I've come to this religion, uh, this reasoning this week, uh, uh, Brother Chris, I've been praying, see, you know, there's some things that I, that I hate, this, that I really hate. And the first thing is I hate religion this morning. It's got too many people trapped in thinking going to church and being a good person, shaking a hand, putting in money or joining the church uh, makes you have a relationship. No. You've got to have Him as your personal Savior. And I hope and pray after this sermon you will know for surety that you're saved, ready to meet Jesus. And if not, you can be. But I want to give you some things. First of all, think about Lazarus. And we know what Lazarus' name means. It means God whom helps. Oh, I'm glad God cares. He helps this morning. And when I think about Lazarus, I think about him being used. He was willing to be used. Did he ask to be used? Nope. But he was, will, he, he was used of God. You say, look, what are you talking about? I told you he was sick. Look at verse 4. And when Jesus heard that, that he was sick, this sickness is not unto death, but for the glory of God. And the Son of God might be glorified thereby. Notice that. Jesus knew that he was sick. And I want to tell you something. A lot of people say, well, uh, you know, about God's sovereignty and God in control. And I'm here to tell you, you're going to have to get that in your heart and your life. Realize that God's in control of everything. And He has a purpose for you and He has a plan for you. Because if you don't have that, you're going to allow things in life to make you bitter and make you hate God and hate the church. And, and when I think about this, he heard he was sick. Why didn't he come? Why didn't he come? And maybe here this morning, a lot of times you've got questions of why this or why that. But Romans 8, 28 said, All things work to the good of them that love God and call according to His purpose. Maybe not why you're going through it, but if you'll trust God, believe God, walk with God, even when it gets hard, because remember in the revival, Brother Joe Arthur talked about Martha. She came to him and said, Lord, if you'd have been here, he wouldn't have died. And how sometimes that the devil can get in our mind, he'll manipulate us. Well, you're a Christian. You shouldn't have to face this or you shouldn't have to go through this. And if you've got this in your heart, and I'm telling you, you'll be, you'll be uh, uh, discouraged, you'll get defeated, and, and you'll think God don't care, but He does care this morning. Uh, but He was willing to be used. And notice, I think about Martha, this other person, she was known to serve. Luke 10, verse 40 says, Martha was cumbered about much serving or troubled about much serving and came to Him talking about Jesus and said, Lord, does I not care about my sister? Have care that my sister has left to serve and be alone? Bid her therefore that she come help me. And we know that from the story of her uh, war, uh, serving Jesus and serving the people. And she was cumbered or troubled about that. And, and, but Mary, this other sister, was at the feet of Jesus learning from Him and, and worshiping Him. And, and when we see this here, uh, that she served, she was willing to serve. And lastly, we see Mary, what she's known for. She's known for worship. Worship. Look at verse 2. And it was Mary who anointed the Lord with ointment and wiped His feet with her hair, whose brother Lazarus was sick. Oh, we see these different characteristics and these different people. 
But I want to give you three thoughts or three things that I feel like why Jesus wept that He laid upon my heart. Number one, Jesus loves His own. Jesus loves His own. Now there's universal love because you've got John 3.16. For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son that whosoever shall believe in Him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Every one of you can't say God don't love you this morning. He loves you. But He may not have a relationship with you. And that's what makes the difference. It's not His will that any should perish. But all would come to repentance. Oh, that's why He came. He came to seek and to save that which was lost. But He loves His own. Because look at verse 3. Therefore His sister said unto Him when they found out He was sick, Lord, behold, thou whom lovest is sick. They sent a message. Whom thou lovest. Oh, I like what 1 John 4, 19 says. We love Him because He first loved us. I didn't come looking for Him. He came looking for me. Uh, oh, I'm telling you this morning, I don't know what you're looking for in life, but I'm telling you, if you don't have Jesus as your personal Savior, you're missing out. There's a void. There ain't enough money. There ain't enough drugs. There ain't enough alcohol. There ain't enough whatever you want to put there to fulfill that void. God made you. God created you. And He's the only one that can save you. Amen. That ain't copyrighted. You can take it. Amen. Huh? He loves you this morning. He cares for you. And by Him shedding tears, I see a God of compassion. And some having compassion makes a difference. He's the one that makes a difference. Oh, Romans 5, 8 and, uh, through 11. Romans 5, 8 through 11 says, But God commanded or demonstrated His love towards us that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. Much more than being justified by His blood. You know what that word means, justified? As though you never sinned. You're clean before Him. He cares to take your sins to an old rugged cross this morning. My goodness. I'm running well this morning, ain't we? <laughs> he cares. Because I'm going to tell you, you're going to need it in the midnight air. You're going to need it when you get that bad doctor's report. You're going to need it when you get that pink slip. You're going to need it when that child goes wayward. You're going to need it when you feel like everybody's turned their back upon you. Oh, he cares this morning. I feel the Holy Ghost, don't you? <laughs> he cares, Brother Aaron, he cares. Nobody ever cared like Jesus. First <laughs> Peter 5 and 7. Casting all your cares upon Him because He cares for you. Jesus loves you this morning. It said there in that same Romans 5, 8 through 11, said much more than being justified by His blood, we shall be saved from wrath through Him. We all believe it. We all feel it. The Lord Jesus is coming. Some people say, well, never be in my lifetime. And it may not be. I don't know. I can't tell you whether it be or not. But I know one thing's for certain. You're going to die. Oh, that's all you preachers want to do is preach about death. Exactly, because you're but one step between you and death. You've got not one promise of the next breath that's coming out of your body. God's given it to you, but you might not get the next one. You can fall over before we're out of here. I ain't trying to scare you. I'm just giving you reality that Jesus come to seek and to save that which is lost, and that's you, and He cares for you this morning. He loves you. If you can't see the compassion of Jesus, a lot of people think that we like to beat people over the head. Bible thumpers, no. If they just find out who Jesus is, He's the rose of Sharon. He's the lily of the valley. He's the bright morning star. He's the great I am. He's in whom I believed. Woo! Bless His good name.
Oh, he's Emmanuel, mean God with us. Oh, do you love him? Do you love him this morning? Oh, he'll walk with you. He'll talk with you. Oh, I believe one writer, Song of Solomon, said he's the lover of my soul. Oh, he's altogether lovely. Oh, do you know him this morning? Do you know him? Oh, because he justified by his blood, we shall be saved from the wrath through him. For, for, for if when we were enemies, that right now if you don't know Jesus, you're an enemy of the cross. You're on your way to hell this morning. I don't want to sugarcoat it. Like the young people sung, I still want the old time way. I still want Jesus Christ the same yesterday and forevermore. Don't change it for my lifestyle. Change my lifestyle to Him. Mm. <laughs> Don't change my life. Change it to Him. We're a part of His story this morning. Oh, the gospel, the good news. Because He loves us this morning. Greater hath no man loved than this than a man who laid down his life for his friends. He was willing. We just celebrated Easter and the great love story. But he said being reconciled or brought back to God by the death of his son, much more being reconciled, we shall be saved by his life. Not only so, we shall also joy in God through the Lord Jesus Christ by whom we have now received an atonement. What are you saying, preacher? That's just word. I'm saying Jesus went to the cross, paid your sin debt. That word atonement means there was an exchange took place. The very moment that you trusted Christ as your personal Savior, you gave Him your soul, you gave Him your sins, and He gave you His sanctification. He gave you His uh, spirit. He gave you His eternal life. And that's an exchange that took place. And if that don't excite you, you're either backslidden or you don't know Him. Huh? Huh? Oh, he cares this morning for his own. 1 John 3, 1, 2. Behold, what manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. Therefore the world knoweth us not because it knew him not. Beloved, I love that word beloved. You know what that means? You know what that means? That means favorite. You're his favorite. You know what Psalm 17, verse 8 says? Keep me the apple of thy. That means he's, you're precious to him. Uh, I'm going to get you. Hey. I may get you in trouble or I may get you a sugar. I don't know. Hey, guys, look over at your precious. You're still precious to me. Huh? Did I get in trouble, Aaron? Huh? Am I going to have a meeting afterwards? Huh? Well, Chris, the bride's precious to him. The bride's precious to him. Who's that? That's the born-again believers that's trusted him through the, that he's paid the price for him. And he's going to prepare a place for him, and he's coming back for him. Oh, he's saying, beloved, you're that, you're that one. You're that, that one is my favorite, highly esteemed, chosen of God. He said, Beloved, now that we are the sons of God, does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when He shall appear, we shall be like Him, for we shall see Him as He is. Oh, He loves you. He loves you. He paid for you. He bought you. Not only that, because <laughs> there in verse 5, He said He loved Martha and he, her sister and Lazarus. Number two. Not only does he love his own, look at verse 17. They've asked for him. He's waited two days after they told him. And then here he comes. Look at verse 17. Then came Jesus. Oh, I underlined that in my Bible. When you're going through a storm, through a trial, and you feel like God don't care, when you least expect it, he's always time. I believe it's Brother Alex, uh, New River, I think it is. That's right. 
He always tells me he loves that song. When he's four days late, he's still on time. So what number two, not only does he love us, number two, he cares for his own. He had heard the story. He knew what the report was. Hey, don't think he don't know what you're going through. He knows exactly. He said, how do you know, preacher? Let me give you scripture. Hebrews 4, 13 through 16. Seeing that we have a great high priest that is passed into the heavens. Jesus, this very one we're talking about. The Son of God, let us hold fast to our profession or when we give our life to Christ. For when we have not a high priest which cannot be touched with the feeling of our infirmities, but in all points as we was, was tempted like as we, but without sin. That's what makes him the God man. That's what makes him holy. Uh, I'm not perfect. I, can I shock y'all? I sin. I come to the glory of God. I stumble, I fall, but the God-man didn't. The Son of God said He was tempted in all points as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly into the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. He knows what you're going through. Uh, He's walked where you've walked. He's been where you've been. Uh, uh, And this is just one story in the Bible of many. But I think about Jesus going with us to the graveyard. (laughs) I want you to see this. You don't think you don't care. (laughs) Help us, Lord. Look here. Verse 32. And then when Mary had come where Jesus was, saw Him, fell down at His feet, saying to Him, Lord, if Thou had been here, my brother had not died. And when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, and the Jews also weeping which came with her, He groaned in the Spirit and was troubled. Oh, and if you look up that word groan there, you know what that means? That, mean he, that means that He was feeling what she felt. Oh, oh, that's powerful. Oh, that's powerful. He'll walk with you. He said he'll never leave you. He'll never forsake you. He'll go with you all the way, even into the end. He walked right there to the grave. He looked over at it. He felt what she felt. It's not the fact that he couldn't do something about it. He was just, he was uh, getting, feeling like we feel, walk like we walk. Huh? But, yes, but he knows what you need this morning. That's why Psalms 22, or Psalms 55, 22 says, Cast thy burden upon the Lord, for he shall sustain thee. He shall never have thy, suffer the righteous to be moved. Psalms 34, verse 5, or Psalms 37, verse 5, Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust him always, and he shall bring it to pass. Oh. And there he is. You can see him groaning in the Spirit and said, verse 34, Where have you laid him? And they said unto him, Lord, come see. Look at verse 36. Then said the Jews, Behold, how he loved him. Oh. Anybody ever else experience that love? Anybody ever get along with him? It's easy to worship here in church. I thank God for your attentive this morning. I thank for the sensitivity of the Holy Spirit. I thank Him for what we feel and what we preach. But I'm telling you, it ain't where you get it. It's right here. It's when you walk out them doors and you have that one-on-one time with Him. 
when you have that Bible time with him, when you have that fellowship with him, and you're going down the road, and you're there in your vehicle, and, and you and God begin to have fellowship. Some people think that's strange. No, that's walking in the Spirit. That's walking with God. It ain't in these four walls. He's as real as out there as he is in here. And if you'll make him more real out there, he'll be more real in here. Uh, uh, and I'm telling you, get along with him and have that. Psalms 34, verse 8. Oh, taste and see the Lord is good. Have you supped with him? Have you had fellowship with him? Oh, I'm telling you, he'll walk with you. He'll talk with you. He'll make you pass straight. Amen. But he felt what they felt. He stood in their place. Why do you think I love Mount Calvary? He stood in my place, Aaron. We should have went there. But we couldn't. My blood's tainted. I'm of Adam. You're of Adam. All of sin and come short of the glory of God. None righteous. No, not one. Not, not your mama can't go for you. Your daddy can't go for you. You can't go for yourself. But there was one will in the Lamb of God who come to take away the sins of the world. And His name is Jesus. He loves you. He cares for you. He knows what you feel. I don't care this morning what you're going through. Maybe you're going through something you can't tell somebody right now. Maybe you're depressing. Only you and God know about it. Ain't no shame in it. Maybe you got anxiety this morning. If it's to the point where you think you may hurt yourself, tell somebody. We love you. We're praying for you. Oh, it's a shame not to tell somebody. But you know what? When you're gone, you leave such a scar for those that are behind. Such a hurt and a pain. Yes, Jesus can help you with that. Yes, Jesus can. But I'm telling you, there's still a void there. Huh? Don't be afraid. Reach out. And if the devil's got you in mind games, if the devil's trying to get, tell Satan to get behind you, go on for God. God will be there for you. He loves you. He'll never forsake you. He'll never leave you. I'm telling you, just get where the shepherd is and everything else will work out. Huh? But you know what? Y'all have seen that story of the sheep. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. The shepherd will take them and he'll pick off the bugs and the infirmities and he'll take that oil and he'll put it all over them. You know how he puts that oil all over them? Oh, it's to secure them. It's to help them from their diseases, from the gnats and the bugs. The more you give the Holy Ghost, the more the world won't affect you. <laughs> huh? Yes, you'll still have trouble. Yes, the devil will still be against you. But greater is he within you than he's within the world. Draw out of God and he'll draw out of you. He loves you this morning and he cares for you. Nobody cares like Jesus. Uh, are you having a time this morning? Are you glad you came to the house of God? Uh, remember, I told you this is for the glory of God. And Lazarus was willing to be used. I don't know what you're going to face. I don't know what you're going to go through. But I'm telling you, if you say, here I am, Lord, send me. God will use you if you'll be willing. I've heard so many stories this week of different people they have said, Lord, I surrender. And I'll do what you have me to do. And if you have a chance, go on Facebook or YouTube and go to Temple Baptist and listen to a service this week. Dr. David Gibbs was talking about this week of a young missionary girl. So the Lord told her to go to some tribes. I believe it was over in Africa, way back. And everybody said, no, you shouldn't go. Don't you do it. Don't you do it. Men told her, no, don't go, don't go. Them people are, are carnivalous people. They'll kill you and eat you. She said, I got to go. I got to go. And this is a true story. And said, so her pastor was a green beret 
specialist in the military. He said, Sister, I wouldn't go. She said, I don't know. I know one thing, I'm going whether I come back or not. Are you willing to serve this morning? Are you willing to surrender? And this young girl got somebody to have enough courage, went to a, a helicopter pilot and asked him, will you do it? Will you take me? He said, yes, I'll take you. But they've learned where they could take their spears. And they could throw it at the helicopter's propters and go around and cause the helicopter to crash. So I'll have to sit you over them and let you rappel down 90 to 100 feet. You ever done that? No. But I'm willing to. If somebody says, I'm going for God. If somebody says, I love my Savior. This is somebody that says, I'm willing to surrender. I'll be used of God because He loves me, because He cares for me, and He knows what's best. Huh? So she did it. And luckily she survived this. Here comes this young girl, and she goes down to lead these people to Christ. She repels 190 feet, and she hits the ground, and miraculously she's, she does it, and she's able to get up. And guess what happens? Every people from everywhere runs out to her and begins to worship her. It's like, God, you're our God. And she said, no, no, no. Let me tell you about Jesus. And she led over 600 people to Jesus of this tribe. And they said, well, how is that? They said, because in our religion we thought one day a white woman would come and lead us. Huh? She didn't know that, but God knew that. So you have no idea about faith. You've got to live by faith. Faith comes by hearing, hearing by, and she was willing to be used. And guess what? Not only did she lead that tribe to the Lord, she left, led 11 other tribes that was more worse than these. That that tribe said, no, don't go over there. They're worse than us. My goodness, Jason, ain't that amazing? And we get mad because somebody takes our seat. God help us. You believe that? They got my parking spot. <laughs> I've been parking there for 40 years. Huh? Huh? Ain't that right, Bo? Not only do I hate religion, I hate church politics. Oh! I'm preaching well, Pastor. I hope you're hope you enjoying your time. But it's truth. And I almost preached on this. Earl said it to me this morning. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about him this morning. Uh, and lastly, I want you to see this. Not only does Jesus love us, He cares for His own. Number three, look here in verse 39. And Jesus said, take away the stone. Oh, yes. Jesus will deliver His own. Oh, how I love Jesus. Oh, He will deliver you whatever you're going through. I don't care what you're facing. If it's death, sickness, finances, problem, He'll take care of you. He's a God that cares. You say, preacher, I prayed my loved one died. Yes, and that's going to happen. Statistics show one of one died. But are they saved? Are they ready to meet Jesus? And if they was... You're not saying goodbye. You're saying see you later. I'll see you in the morning. That's what my hope is. That's why I can go by that six by six. I can go to those graves. Each one of my loved ones that's died. That's why I can stand with you guys when your loved ones died. If they're saved, this is not goodbye. This is just a shell. He's going to deliver us one day. Because I'm going to tell you, death's going to come whether you want to stop it or not. It's coming. It's a point a man wants to die and after this is the judgment. 
And it's sad that folk are going to and fro doing what they want to do, never thinking about God or death, hell, heaven, thinking I'll just do what I want to. I've got plenty of time. Psalm, Proverbs 27, verse 1 said, Boast not of tomorrow, for you know not what a day brings. James 4 and 17, What is your life but a vapor that appears for a little time then vanishes away? You're here today, gone tomorrow. David said there's nothing but a step between me and death. I'm trying to get you the urgency. I want you to see that Jesus loves you. Jesus cares for you, especially child of God. If you're saved, you belong to Him. And He will deliver you one way or the other. Because I don't know what's on the horizon in your life, but I know Jesus will be there. <laughs> Psalms. <laughs> well, they say, take away the stone. Martha said unto him, He's dead, saith him, Lord. By this time he now stinketh. He's been dead four days. And Jewish tradition thought that the body and the soul stayed there for three days. That's why he waited on the fourth day. Because not only was he dead, he wanted to prove he was graveyard dead. That's why he waited four days. And sometimes in life, you pray for things for years, and it happens right then. And it'll be sometimes it'll be months, sometimes it'll be days, and sometimes it may not be till after your death that God still remembers your prayers. Say, so how do you know that, preacher? Because I know folk that have, have, have been in their 80s and 90s that people have prayed for, and I've seen them stand at an altar and get saved. And that mama or that daddy has been praying for them for over 50 plus, 60 years, and they finally come. And sometimes even at their funeral, they'll give their life to Christ. But whatever it is, it's better to go to heaven than it is to go to hell. <laughs> this morning, because Psalms 34, verse 15, 16, or 15 through 19, the eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. That's you individually, child of God. And the face of the Lord is against them that doeth evil to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. There's a heaven to gain and a hell to shun. Amen. It's not his will that any should perish, but all come to repentance. So the righteous cry, and the Lord heareth and delivereth them out of all their troubles. The Lord is nigh to them which are of a broken heart and saveth such to be of a contrite or repenting spirit. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord shall deliver them all. I love that, don't you? <laughs> Matthew 6 and 8. For your Father knows what things you need of before you even ask. Philippians 4 19. My God shall supply all your need according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Whatever you're facing this morning, I don't care what it is, bring it to Jesus this morning. You can tell me, you can tell some of these other brethren to help you pray. We can pray, and if it be God's will, a prayer of faith, maybe God will answer, but He wants you this morning. Pray for yourself. It's an individual thing. Are you saved this morning? Do you know that you're saved? Do you know that you'd go to heaven right now if He should call you? Would you? Are you ready? So in closing, I want to give you some comfort. I want to give you some help. I want you to realize this morning, when you go to those graveyards and, or you get those bad reports or whatever the case may be, that Jesus loves you. He cares for you. He's going to deliver you. Because this is my life verse. Mark it down. Write it down. Put it in your heart. Put it in your tablet. Whatever you got to do. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, 13 through 18. This is our hope as a Christian. This is our hope as a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. Those tears He shed wasn't in vain. It's to remind me He loves me. He cares for me. And He's going to deliver me. But I would not have you to be ignorant or in spiritual darkness, brethren. Concern them which are asleep or died, that you sorrow not or grieve, even others which have no hope. There is two groups here. There's the saved and the lost. Those that have hope and those that don't have hope. Notice that. 
He says, Therefore have no hope. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them which also sleep in Jesus, God will bring with Him. So, it's not goodbye. It's see you later. We're going to reunion again. And they're not going to be sick no more. There's not going to be no more. Can somebody say amen? There'll be no more sin. Hallelujah. No more devil. No more curse. Oh my goodness. A few times in this service, I thought I got a touch of heaven. And this old body couldn't handle it. I had to quit for a second. Take a breath. But one day, we'll be, because we'll be like him. We'll have a glorified body. We'll be in his presence. Huh? For this we say by you, by the word of the Lord, by the authority of this, that we which are alive and remain, and the, notice that, the coming of the Lord shall not prevent or proceed. We ain't going to stop it. Them which are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel, with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in there, and so shall we ever be with the Lord. Wherefore, Comfort one another with these words. Oh my goodness, don't that comfort you this morning? Huh? Don't that comfort you? Do you have that hope this morning?